Welcome to the latest reviews with me, Johnny Drury, and as always, the main salad man for the Shropshire Star, Ollie Westbury, where we discuss the recent goings-on from the Montgomery Waters Meadow. And this week, we're talking about winning yet again. So many times in recent months when we've convened, we do this podcast once every two weeks, and we're always, aside from a couple of blips, always talking about winning as Salaf overcame Wickham to get back on the victory trail. Oll, good win. First of all, though, do you have a nice holiday? Yes, yes, I did. Thank you. It was very nice. Very I saw nice. you whizzing around the streets of Poland on a on a on an e-scooter. Um, hope you didn't do yeah. yourself any damage. No, nah, no damage, no damage. I'm um, combat fighting fit. Um, yeah, no, I did. They're good. Them scooters are. They're trying them in Birmingham as well, you know. Um, but yeah, no, we were scooting around Krakow. Um, it's a beautiful place. Um, so yeah, I went there for for five days and. Did a bit of touristy stuff. Went to Auschwitz, which was um, it's pretty sad, um, as you can imagine. But um, yeah, it was it was a good trip, mate. It was a good trip. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. But it's good to have you back. Back with a bang, with a salop win. They're not going away, are they, Shrews? They're not going away from this playoff push. They are right on the coattails now. Yeah, yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, I think I wrote in my analysis piece for Saturday, um, for Monday's paper, sorry, that I think Shrewsbury's win on Saturday was perhaps up there with one of their best wins of the season so far. I think when you take into consideration the quality of the opposition and the ease at which they kind of really pushed them aside, the first half was a little bit of a non-event, I suppose, but um, Shrewsbury took the lead, brilliant individual skill from Christian Sadie, and then they just kind of managed that second half so well. Um, It was... Yeah, I mean, it was a great performance. I mean, they never looked like scoring Wickham. I think Matthew Pennington made one block right at the end. But other than that, it was a, it was a game that really, um, they didn't look like there was going to be, you know, they only looked like there was going to be one winner for the moment that Shrewsbury took the lead, really. So, yeah, I suppose it's not just the fact that they won. It's also the manner that they won, the performance that they put in. Um, and I thought they were, they were very deserving of their victory, that must be said. It, it, a win like that sort of underlines really the job that's been done this season and the work that the players have put in. The fact that they've, you know, you look at a 2 0 win on paper, you think it's routine. Um, against a Wickham side who in the Championship a couple of years ago, you know, they've just lost their manager to a Championship side, which shows how well he's done. Um, and they are a big club for League One. So for Shrewsbury to win at, like they did is it's a bit of a statement, really, that, you know, we're here and we're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think I'd have to double check my stats, but I think I was researching for my analysis, and I think I thought that Wickham had, had, had maybe won had won five on the bounce, or they were doing something along those lines. They'd won they'd won a lot of their um, their previous games, so it was it was always going into that game. It was always going to be a marker of where Shrewsbury were. You know, obviously they'd had some good results against sides that, given how good Shrewsbury have been this season, you'd probably, you know, expect them to get results against. But I mean, nonetheless, to win as many as they have done has been has been brilliant. But you know, against like Wickham on Saturday, that it, it felt like we were going to get a real ballpark of how much they've progressed and how much they've improved. Um, and and yeah, it was a comfortable victory really. In the end, they they they. I'd, I'd, as far as the fact that it was one nil until the 86th minute, the lead never really looked in doubt. So, so yeah, it was it was a great it was a great afternoon's work at Montgomery Waters Meadow, and I think it's 13 games to play, and Derby are the ones Derby up next, and they're the ones they're chasing down. They are indeed, and we'll talk a lot about Derby later on in the show. But we're going to focus on Wickham. Um, 
And just look at a few points. I want to talk about Killian Phillips. This lad's really impressed me. I've seen him a few times. Saw glimpses of him on the highlights in this game. I watch, I've watched a couple of games. I worked from home a couple of Saturdays um, in recent weeks, and I've uh, I've put Shrewsbury on the telly on the iFollow. Um, and they've done. He just seems he oozes a little bit of class, and I'm sure people at Crystal Palace um, will be keeping an eager eye because he seems to have done really well. And his comments as well. You spoke about them, didn't you? You know, he seems to have bought in really to what Shrewsbury are doing and he seems to have slide right in, keep part of that side, keep part again on Saturday. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of talk about the loans in general, hasn't there, in terms of the impact that they've had and how much they've bought into the club because, you know, loans might not necessarily always um, be like that. Um, so, yeah, they've bought into the club massively. Killian Phillips himself has been a revelation, really, um, since he signed from Crystal Palace on the 1st of January. Obviously, he couldn't play for a while. Um, but since making his debut against Sunderland, I think it was, Shrewsbury really have been, you know, very, very difficult to beat. I think his 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 athleticism, his energy, his, you know, the way he kind of marauds around the pitch. I mean, I think I said on the last pod that you wouldn't look at him and think that he's a he's a big a big lad, but when you see him running, you think, Oh, I wouldn't want to be on the on the receiving end of him running into me. Um, but what he's really demonstrated in the last few weeks in particular is his quality and composure on the ball as well. And he's him, him being able to navigate his way out of tight spaces, which is, you know, something for a young, young man. He's got, he feels like he's got a head on his shoulders that's way above his years. The passion and the way he carries himself on the pitch, I think, makes him popular within the Salop faithful and the Salop fans because I think they... They look at him and they see how much he cares. He's so passionate. And that was kind of where the question that I asked him for. And he kind of responded to me, didn't he? Telling me how he loves ball and stuff. So, you know, Killian Phillips, you can't fault him since he's come into, since he's come into to, 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 to play at Shrewsbury. Um, he's been absolutely excellent on, on the pitch. I think his attitude off it's first class. And, you know, since he's come in, there's no surprise that the results have really, really been quite rosy, haven't they? I mean, that's one of the things that's that's, that's kind of turned around, that since he has been there and been in the team, I think they've lost once. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's all because of him, but I mean, he certainly would be a contributing factor without a doubt. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he certainly hit the ground running and done really well. Ryan Bowman. Uh, couldn't buy a start a few months ago, but seems to be the the man to partner Christian Sadie at the moment, and he, he's repaying Steve Cottrell's faith. Oh, are you still um, there, Alt? Hello. I'm still here. You're still there. Still here. Lost you. Lost you for a second, then. Ryan Bowman. Talk to me uh, about Ryan Bowman. What's what's changed? Ryan Bowman has probably had a difficult season when you think of it on a whole. He, rarely to barely featured at the start of the, the campaign um, but certainly has and credit to him and, and you know you must give the players credit when things like this happen but he has fought his way back into the contention um, you would have said he was at one stage he was he was nowhere near it really he wasn't featuring too much um, but since you know since he kind of got those that got the first one against Forest Green. He kind of sniffed out an opportunity and got a goal. And then he scored that brilliant winner against Oxford. And since then, he's kind of, obviously, he's not scored. He, he tried to claim the winner on Saturday. 
Um, but I don't, not the winner, sorry, the first goal on Saturday. But uh, I think uh, from what everybody's seen, he, uh, everybody knows he didn't actually get a touch on that. So, yeah, fair play to Bowman. Um, it must have been tough for him while he was not featuring as much. I mean, he scored 10 goals last season, I believe. So something around that mark. Um, so fair play to him because he's kind of come back and he's doing he's doing well, isn't he? So, you know, it's great to see. It's great. It's, it's a real resilience. Uh, and he's spoken about a lot by his teammates and they're full of praise for him. And that's what's that's what's nice to see. That's what's nice to see. Um, so, yeah, let's hope it continues and let's hope he can grab himself another winner um, on Saturday at Pride Park. Yeah, it's great to see. You know, last season before you were around, all he had a, an issue, a heart issue, and uh, I think they were at Ipswich. Uh, had a tough time of it, uh, Ryan Bowman. So yeah, really pleased to uh, to see him out there. He works hard, and he's uh, he's getting his just rewards. Raquel Pike is another one who's had a really tough time at Shrewsbury. Came in under Sam Ricketts, signed a lengthy contract, never really hit the ground running. I think he went to Scunthorpe on loan, um, but he's come back and he's gr- he's having the odd game as a wing back. He's done the odd game up front. He's coming off the bench. And that's a couple of really important goals he's scored now in recent weeks. Yeah, he made a difference when he came off the bench last week against um, against Accrington. I know the Shrewsbury lost that game, but he kind of had a he had an impact when he came on. And I think he's got that he's got that just turn of pace that, you know, you know, can worry um, defenders. Um, and that's probably what got him this goal on Saturday. Yes, he does. He's versatile. He does play in different positions and. He does okay at wing back from time to time, but he has played at wing back and up front, and he's played on the right side of midfield. So he's a very versatile player, and he does he does well. I mean, it was it was a slightly fortuitous goal, I suppose, on Saturday that his first effort was actually saved by the keeper, um, and that the second effort fell to him, so he could just slot it home into an empty net. But it went in, and it's his third goal of the season. The first goal he scored that wasn't against Forest Green for sell up in the league. Um, so an important goal for him nonetheless Steve Cottrell was full of praise for him at full time last week uh, and rightly so he's been somebody who it's been it's been good to watch him kind of score a few late goals and you know it's it's always good you know you've got a good team when you've got guys coming off the bench and making an impact that's when it's important because it's not just about the 11 that start it's about it's about the whole squad and it's a whole team affair isn't it and that's something that you know, Shrewsbury have really had in recent weeks. That you can see the togetherness in there, and you can see that everyone's pulling together to to kind of send them in the same direction. And I know this means nothing, and this will mean nothing to a lot of fans. But you know, a lot of the time when you see athletes, you know, those guys on the bench uh, are not really that bothered, are they? When it comes to you know the results, and you'll find them quite quiet on social media. But what you find is that the subs are just as happy for Shrewsbury to be winning as the as the the starting eleven, which is great, and that kind of tells you the togetherness that they've got. And you know, it's been it's been a bit of a fairy tale season, really, for Shrewsbury. I don't think they could have wished to have been to have had a better a better start to this campaign. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that in this last thirteen games, which is set to be a toughest run of fixtures, they can keep it up. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can. We're just looking to look at the table before we discuss a few other points. Um, and then answer your questions and look ahead to Derby. Shrewsbury eighth at the moment, 51 points from 33. Wickham seventh, 32 points. Sorry, 32 games, 53. So Shrewsbury are catching on there. Wickham have got a game in hand. Derby 32-57, who occupy the final playoff spot. Um, and Southgate to Pride Park on, on Saturday. And then above that, Barnsley, who just can't stop winning at the moment. 
31, uh, played 3159. Um, Fuse are going to creep in anyway. It's going to be that final spot. They're five, six points off now. Two teams above them have a game in hand. There's a lot on this. We'll talk. We're going to talk about Derby right at the very end of the pot. But there's a lot on this. You know, Shrewsbury yeah. are banging this as much as people want want to say they are outsiders, but they are banging this playoff race now. You know, they've recovered from a defeat last week. They've bounced back. If the, you know, if they can keep going, fixtures are tough now, no doubt about it. But it's um, it's getting tight in there, isn't it? Well, the fixtures are tough, but it also means they're playing people around them. And around when them. you play people yeah, around them and you beat them, you you can take points off them. So, okay, the games will be more challenging, but if you win, it will be more valuable because you're not only preventing the sides above you from not getting points, you know you're going to be making ground on them. So, it's one of those things, really. Um, Shrewsbury will be looking to take points off Derby. If they can win on Saturday, then that gets them really, really within striking distance of of Derby County. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I don't think Town at any stage have actually been in the playoffs this season. Um, and it'll be interesting, hopefully, that they can they can squeeze in there by the end of the campaign. But, you know, I think Tom Flanagan mentioned a few weeks ago that, you know, it's that two-point-a-game target that they're, that they're after. But since Christmas, I mean, they've been well over that, haven't they? Winning, you know, what is it, six they won on the bounce. They were going for seven. Unfortunately, they drew against Exeter, but... You know, that's the target that they're after. That 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 kind of three points a game, two points a game for the rest of the season should should see them get in the playoffs. You have to caveat that by saying the other teams around them have shown great form as well, haven't they? Um so you have to take that into consideration. Uh the form of of like you say, Barnsley and I think Derby went on a really good winning run, didn't they? Under the is it Paul Warren, manager of Derby, Paul yeah. Rotherham boss. I think they went on a really good winning run they've just kind of um kind of fallen away a little bit haven't they in recent times but you know that's there's, there's no doubt that it's going to be a tricky game when we head to uh we head to pride park on saturday so you know fingers crossed that that there'll be there'll be be a positive result around the corner yeah hopefully uh hopefully so um right a bit of news uh just looking back on some of the stories from the past week steve cottrell it was actually myself while he was in in uh, in Poland, I got a chance to catch up with uh, with Steve Cottrell at uh, Sundown Castle on, on Thursday. And I asked him, we mentioned there about the loan signings, didn't we, Ollie? And I asked him about them and did a bit of research. And I think four of the five that Shrewsbury have got at the moment uh, are out of contract in summer at the parent clubs. Uh, only Killian Phillips has another year. Um, so I asked him about the possibility if he wanted to keep them. And he was very sort of, um, didn't give an awful lot away on that. But he mentioned about the, depends on finances and the budget and, and for me, what I took away from that is that he would like to keep some of these players because they have made such an impact. You know, we talked Taylor Moore, um, how he's loving life at Shrewsbury, as he said. Carl Winchester's done really well. Phillips, Sadie's another one who's done, you know, yeah. his goals speak for themselves. Um, so he's in an ideal world. You want to keep some of them players. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting you say that because there's a story in tomorrow's Shropshire Star, the back page for tomorrow's Shropshire Star, which is kind of, um, which quotes that, Steve said to you last week um, where he talks about having having read um, Dave Edwards's I, think, I assume it's Dave Edwards's column in, yeah, yeah. in the paper and then he kind of says that wouldn't it be nice to keep all those players together but that won't happen I think are his exact quotes yeah. um, so that, that story I'm just giving this a plug now but that story will be in tomorrow's paper um, 
just because you know it's it's kind of he's not he, I mean he, he's replied, responded to the question about when asked but I think I think it seems unlikely that they're going to be able to keep to keep these players together when it comes to when it comes to the end of the season which will be a real shame but he's kind of the way things work when and you know I suppose you're a size the club the size of Shrewsbury and you've got a budget the size of Shrewsbury so you know it will be a shame but uh you know it's it, it I'm not expecting to see the five players or the five or six players that we've had on loan this year I'm not expecting to, yeah so um I'm not expecting them to necessarily be um you know whether they come back to Shropshire in the summer or not is um is a difficult one um so we'll just have to wait and see but it's not something that i expect to happen which is a blow because some of these players that have come in on loans from premier league clubs or wherever they've come from have, have made such an important impact as of the players that shrewsbury have got that are already there you know the likes of luke leahy the likes of jordan shipley the likes of tom bayliss the likes of matthew pennington you know the center backs the back three have kind of you know been an absolute you know been rocks so you know they are replaceable but you know Shrewsbury's recruitment team have done an absolutely brilliant job this year so um you know the chances of them getting the signings right as as often as they have done this time because there's no doubt that recruitment is a lottery there's no there's no way that like every player that you sign is going to be a success it just doesn't work like that does it um, as much as I'm sure we'd all like that to be the case that you know you get it right every time it, that's not the way it works so we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed that you know when it comes to the summer that that, that that's that's kind of the situation yeah it's um no it's interesting Interesting point of view. Uh, and yeah, pick up a copy of the Shropshire Star tomorrow. A few little uh, newsy points. Xander Park, young Shrewsbury goalkeeper, um, received his senior call up to St Kitts and Nevis. Um, spoke to Steve Cottrell about that last week. So good luck to good luck to him. And then Salop fans would have seen a couple of stories yesterday. Uh, young uh, under 15 Salop player, 14 year old Louis Bradbury, um, signed for Manchester United, uh, has been picked up by uh, the Old Trafford Club. And has signed a deal there, so um, he's also a Welsh international under 15 international. Um, we'll be playing for Wales again, I think, in the next month or so. Um, and then other Salop connections: Eric Ramsey, uh, former academy coach, also had a spell as interim boss with Danny Coyne um, after the sacking of John Askey a few years ago. Um, had a successful spell; they won a few games under Ramsey and Coyne. Um, is a first team coach at Manchester United, where he uh, celebrated his Carabao Cup win on uh, on Sunday. So, uh, so well done to to all three. Um, of those um, on their their achievements, a few salad links there. Um, right time for an advert. Shrews Views is brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man, where you can go in Thorns Road in Brawley Hill to get all your household items, kitchen items, you name it, they've got it. So head over to the the store, or you can go online, look at a range of products at the Kettle and Toaster Man. Right, questions. Oh, we've only got one question, but it's a good one. If I uh, if I can recall, I'm just going to get onto your. Twitter feed now and see who's got in touch with that that question. And it's from a bit of news. Salad fans would have seen the, the links, a few of the rumours. Um, will other clubs be looking at our best asset? Dot, 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 Steve Cottrell. Now, some fans would have seen Steve Cottrell. His name has been banded about in various newspaper articles, um, linking him with the Oxford United job. Carl Robertson relieved of his duties at Oxford earlier this week. Um, Cottrell currently with some of the bookies. Now, we know some of the bookies are can be a little bit skewed sometimes, but third favourite or joint second um, at the moment, just looking at some of the odds. Michael Appleton, former Oxford boss, 
Um, two to one to return to the Kassam Stadium. Des Buckingham, um, currently in charge of a, an Indian Premier League side. Um, four to one, Steve Cottrell, four to one. Former Shrewsbury assistant boss Dean Whitehead, eight to one. Um, probably inevitable, really, all size, club size of Shrewsbury, bat, punching above their weight. Um, on a, you know, not, I won't have a bigger war chest as some of these. These big boys, Chef Wednesday and the likes, um, people, it doesn't take much for people to notice a job being done well and to take a bit of interest, I suppose. Yeah, we were talking about this on the desk earlier, um, earlier in the day about, about you, you know, the job that I suppose Steve Cottrell has done at the club since he arrived. Um, I suppose the club that he inherited that was battling relegation. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't watch him play last season, but you know they've had they they had their seventeenth place finish. I think it was. Correct me if that's wrong, Johnny, but it was around that mark. Um, and obviously, this season they have progressed massively. They've got the recruitment bang on, and it's been a journey, hasn't it? And he's kind of taken Shrewsbury from being a side that looked as if it was going to get relegated, um, and he's kind of progressed it season by season. Um, they've gone past last season's point tally already with 13 games to play. So even if they lost every single one of those games between now and the end of the season, yes, you look at you look at the boss and you think that that that, and I hate to say it, that bigger clubs might be interested in him. Um, you know, because because he's undoubtedly taken a club on a smaller budget and he has improved them. And he has got them to the point where they are. There is 13, 13 games to go in the season, and they are, you know, pushing for a playoff position. So if there's any club, you know, at the towards the bottom of the championship or to the middle of the championship that you look at and you think they probably haven't quite got the budget, but they they need someone to come in and organise them and kind of get results, then you know, maybe Steve Cottrell could be the man or you could it could be similar at the you know you look at well, what would what would Cottrell what kind of what kind of a performance would he put in if he kind of had a little bit more budget and a little bit more money to spend um in the top end league one side I would imagine that you know if he probably had the likes of budget that someone like a Darren Moore has got at Sheffield Wednesday that you can pretty much guarantee that he will be doing Steve Cottrell will be doing a similar job there um so it's one of those things, isn't it? With success comes this kind of thing. We've seen it in football many a time, um, you know, with, with managers being linked to other jobs when they do really well. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Um, I mean, they're only the bookies' odds. Um, I'm not saying there's nothing in them, but I don't know to this stage if, you know, any there's been any kind of contact between Oxford and Shrewsbury. We don't know whether they're actually interested, but I imagine what they're doing is they're putting two and two together, aren't they? And looking at the fact that Shrewsbury have had a very successful season, they've progressed throughout Steve Cottrell's time in charge. And, you know, without a doubt, um, without a doubt, he's done a very good job. And yeah, Oxford, Oxford are now looking for a new manager and he probably couldn't, blame them if Steve Cottrell was on a on a short list um whether Steve would want to go there or not well that's another discussion entirely but um yeah that's one that we're just gonna have to wait and see how it pans out I'm afraid yeah it looks like Michael Appleton is the is the sort of odds on favorite um to go to the Castle Stadium so he's just been sat by Blackpool hasn't he yeah yeah he's got got previous at Oxford so yeah, well, that's quite a lot of clubs Michael Appleton yeah yeah he has managed quite a few but 
We'll see how that one that one pans out. Right, finally, we're going to wrap it up with Derby. Shrewsbury fans are going to Pride Park in their numbers. 1,400 tickets already sold. The full allocation sold out. An extra 700 tickets have been given um, to the Salop fans. I did read on Twitter that they're not allowed to take the drum in. Um, Pride Park <laughs> not. Sort of them taking the t- taking the drum in, but I'm sure the extra 700 fans will do will do uh, will do well to to replicate the noise of the drum. Incredible, really. I'll sign of the. The fan base united at the moment, I suppose, and and this is what happens when when uh, when things go well on the pitch, you get more bums on seats, I suppose. Yeah, sign of the fan base, sign of the form of the team, sign of the run that they're on, sign of the league position, sign of the togetherness between the connection between the fan base and the players and the fan base and the manager. It's just one of those things where Shrewsbury at the moment looks looks quite a rosy place, and it's a good it's a good time to be a Shrewsbury fan, isn't it? So yeah. I think success on the pitch. It's just up the road. It's a massive club, isn't it, Derby? It'll be a great atmosphere on Saturday. You know, um, with um, yeah, both sides kind of bringing a few. So yeah, so it'll be a great. It'll be it'll be a really good, really good afternoon. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've not been to Pride Park before, so fingers crossed that they can get get the points they need and kind of uh, gain an extra three on Derby County. Yeah, you predict any changes? Um, just early thoughts? Um, no. That's one thing that has been has been consistent, Steve. Cottrell's team select and they've performed, haven't they? So he's had no need, really. Performances have been good. I can't think of too many times where they've really turned up and been and not you know, like you have games in a season where teams turn up and it happens across all sport that just for whatever reason on that day, it's just not very good. But there's not many occasions across this season where you can say Shrewsbury have really, really turned up and really been poor. I mean, of course, there is examples where they've not been at their best. But um, yeah, as far as as far as what I can remember, they've been there's a general rule. They've been they've been competitive in every game and. Even ones that like Accrington, where they lose, where they weren't at their best, and there's no doubt that in the first half they weren't at their best. But you know they kind of created enough chances in that second half to definitely deserve to get something from it, regardless of not playing well. Um, so you know that's an important trait to have is that teams can grind out one-nil wins when they don't play well, um, which is something that Shrewsbury have done at times. But yeah, in terms of Actual performance levels have been good, and that's why the team has not changed too much. So you know I probably wouldn't expect it. I mean I'd. I don't know anything. Um, I just probably looking at it, ha- having got to a two-nil win, probably the most comfortable victory of the season against high-quality opponents. It's, it's a two-game week, isn't it? Not a three-game week. I don't see why they'd change anything. But you know, you never know. Steve Cottrell might spot something tactically. You know, he's pretty good tactically, and he, he you know, he puts a lot of hours in. Does a lot of due diligence on opposition teams. Um, Quite often, when we we go to the training ground to speak to him, he's kind of telling us about the journey that he's had when he's uh, been been watching other teams on on Tuesday nights when they've had games and stuff. So I'm sure he'll have watched Derby, um, and we'll see if he might spring a surprise or two in selection. Probably unlikely, but you know it's just the way it is at the moment. They're playing well, aren't they? So you don't really expect to see too many changes unless there's an injury if they're playing well. They are playing well indeed. There's another week gone and Salop, as we've said, do remain in that playoff hunt. They are outsiders, but the players believe, we've seen what they've been saying in recent weeks, do the fans believe? I'm sure you certainly do. And if you win at Pride Park on Saturday, 
you will certainly believe in a little bit more. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Shrew's Views. And until next time, from me and all, goodbye. <laughs>